burn out. Burn out. I'll just do everything. I'll do the whole show all by myself. Yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh no, my soundboard has fucked up. Looks like Penny, you're going to have to do all the noises. See, I never do the end though. Hi, and welcome to episode no, yeah, 62 well, of Fuck the off. Unusual Suspects. <laughs> Today with me is just me because I'm doing everything and he's not here, Dan's not here, no. so you get to listen to me talk for an hour and a half just to myself. Time for another shit horror film. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to episode 62. My name is Dan, and it is a joy, a privilege, an absolute uh, spiffing delight. Honour. Honour, if you will, <laughs> to have you listen and have us in your ears, hopefully, for the next hour and a half. Joining me uh, to, to, your ne- to your ears is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Good afternoon. Who bought a 24 24- pack of coke and drank it in uh, five days oh uh, this coming from the guy who had one sugary Dr Pepper <laughs> and was off his tits like he was drunk <laughs> no, it was Coke Zero yeah yeah I'm being healthy I do the same <laughs> I'm being healthy with Coke Zero yeah, yeah. I, do, I can't say anything there's a box of Coke Zero in my room right now and uh, ambassador to Coke Zero Penny hi loyal ambassador it's so good now they've changed it changed what they've changed the flavour of Coke Zero, and now it's good. When did this happen? I, I, I didn't realise this was a big thing. Recently, they changed the taste and they changed the can, but they changed the, the colours so it looks more like fat Coke, which caught me off guard a few times. Yeah, it's it, misleading. I'm not into the packaging. I mm, agree. It, it should still be the black can, like black colour with the white writing, can. but it's red with black. It's stupid. Because they've still got the silver one for Diet Coke, so it's like, what's the point? Why have you changed it? Yeah, but no one buys Diet Coke yeah. anymore, really, do they? No, because it's gross. Has you, like, when's the last time you no. saw someone with Diet Coke? See? I will say I drank one <laughs> relatively recently, but only because it was strawberry flavoured and it was not that nice. Oh my God, that's it's fucking It's not disgusting. a patch on the Raspberry Pepsi. <laughs> raspberry Pepsi? Hello. I was in a restaurant and I asked for a Coke Zero and they gave me a Diet Coke and it was disgusting. It ruined my whole day. Welcome to the show. Uh, the same intro as always, <laughs> talking about fucking food or some beverage or something. Uh, do, do you want another uh, a fact on this day uh, or the first fact of this day, on this day since <laughs> yeah. I did The Shining a couple episodes ago, I think? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, on this day, September 8th, 10th. It's not September. It, no, it oh, is. Okay. It is. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, yep. In ni- Sorry. 1986, the Oprah Winfrey show was first broadcast. And the many, many shows that came after that, like Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Jeremy Kyle, Trisha, mm. Trisha, Patricia. Remember Trisha? Trisha was great. Oh, Trisha. Which one has got cancelled? Well, no, Jeremy Kyle's been cancelled, right? Yeah, he got cancelled for like bear baiting. Bear baiting? What actual bears? <laughs> no, or it like- was like prodding contestants oh. so they would like do something erratic. Essentially, it was bear That's- baiting with humans, but it caused a fuck okay. ton of issues backstage. And he's such a prick. Like, didn't didn't he do loads of bad shit in his life? And then he gets to go on telly and lecture people about their lives. Yeah, he was a drunk, wasn't he? He was a drunk or cocaine yeah, or like something. Like a gambler. He was Cheated a- on his wife, probably. 
I am cheated on his wife, probably. <laughs> we don't know if that's definitive. Jeremy, if you're listening, obviously, because you got nothing Fuck better off. to do at the moment. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Get it, John. Just... Press stop. <laughs> Press just stop. Eat. Take your headphones out and don't listen to us. We don't want you. Or Jamie Oliver. No, we're not going attacking chefs now. We're not attacking the whole spear of fucking <laughs> British celebrities and stuff like that. Let's just, we can, we can have... Gordon Ramsay can listen. He'd make you cry. He probably would. He has a scary face that looks like a fucking <laughs> uh, gone off orange. Like a mandarin that's really we weren't really gone attacking off. chefs. Who are we talking about? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. He's got a face like a mouldy orange. Yeah. You know how like... Does he? He's got no. He's got many layers and wrinkles. Not well, not wrinkles, but many layers to his face. I know it's been yeah. Botox and stuff like that, but like it has a, a lot of like um, continents on his face. You know? There's a lot going on. Yeah, lot I going would on. say more like an old pair. Old pair is a good example. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So Gordon Ramsay looks like an old pair. That's what we've learned. <laughs> Jeremy Carl's had an affair. <laughs> Jeremy Carl's had an affair, and uh, yeah, Jamie, Fuck Jamie Oliver. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Well. Um, it's been nice. We've been cancelled now. It, That's it. I, Too many libelous comments in one section. I, as I, I said before, I, we need the beef. We need to start beef with someone to get to get this podcast out there, you know. And one day we will, and it, it might happen. But first, <laughs> Andy, what's happened? Um, very little. Speaking of um, chefs that we all love and adore, I watched the documentary about Anthony Bourdain. Oh, he did love him, and it was he was a good egg, fantastic, really interesting. Like from his young early days as a chef, to then his travel stuff, then his sort of demise and downfall. It was uh, inspirational at points. It was oh, heartwarming. Wow. It was touching. It made me want to start writing again. I didn't. Instead, I just continued watching. But it was you um, got to watch it first. You don't want to do it like right in the middle. There was a section where he talks about like his writing style and stuff, and I was like, this is fantastic and then it starts talking about his death and I was like oh well now I'm too depressed to do anything it's called Roadrunner I strongly recommend taking it out if you're a fan of Anthony Bourdain um, and the other thing that I watched which kind of leads me into a question that we might have asked before but I'm going to ask it again anyway okay I watched fuck what was it called <laughs> <laughs> you fucking waste of space. Jesus Christ. Come I on, take two. What's the Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer film Thunder Force? Oh. No. How was that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, about two school friends who then like grow up together, then they distance at some point, and they come back together to become superheroes in Chicago. And it is fine it's it's a very strong fine film you know nothing really happens it's not that exciting the highlight being Jason Bateman as a man with crab claws what like his his hands are that no okay that's good no, so his actual whole, red his whole arms purples. are like crab that's uh, I'm assuming that's his superpower I don't know if it's a superpower. It sounds more like a fucking curse. He said he was was scuba diving in Bermuda with his wife and they didn't realise that they were over a patch of coral, radioactive coral. A crab bit him on the (laughs) testicles and then he had crab arms. 
He's like human calamari. <laughs> Calamari's a squid, not a crab. Shut up. I'm just looking up the reviews of this uh, just to get a general view on everyone's opinion. Uh, the first one I've just read, and I don't know if this is related to the film. It doesn't sound like it, but can you please give me some feedback on this? It's two out of ten with the headline yeah. of Keep Your Wife. And it's that doesn't sound right. It says, Dear Ben, that is what marriage is about. She is your wife and she is yours. You need to keep her now. Don't try to shove her into us. Is that related to the film in any respect? <laughs> no. So it was directed by Melissa McCarthy's husband, Ben something. Oh. Right, okay. I thought it was a guy just having a complete mental breakdown on IMDb. Sorry. No, no. Ben Falcone. Uh, it's also right. got her daughter in it as well, playing a young Melissa McCarthy. So, like Jason Bateman is definitely the highlight. There are some moments that are okay, but um, Octavia Spencer is dreadful. And I don't know if she's supposed to be playing mm. like quite a dry, unemotive character, like a nerdy sort of character. But considering she's got an Oscar, she could have done much more with it. So she turns invisible. Melissa McCarthy uh, has super strength. My question to you is what would be <laughs> yes not your favourite superpower to have but what would be the most useful in your day to day life um I'll give you some context hmm. for this yeah so I thought of this then was like well I need to find a superhero question, a film so I can just bring this question up sure that's how and it's because content works <laughs> it's because I was talking about Ghost Rider of course you were right your favourite film of all that's time <laughs> whether he could hold like a bit of food and cook it on approach to his mouth <laughs> so can he hold like a bit good. of bread and as he pops it in oh deliciously toasted yeah but he's a fucking skeleton <laughs> he's not really a human <laughs> he doesn't need to eat I don't need yeah, yeah but you know hypothetically yeah, alright well I'll fucking change what about on Johnny his, Storm how about on his that? skeleton fingers and that'd yeah. be fun for everyone I, I think, sadly, in my day-to-day -day life right now, as in, as I have approached my the the distant waters of my 30s, um, I, th I think the best power I could have right now is stopping time and giving myself more time <laughs> in oh, the day. Oh, man, I wish I had Bernard's Watch all the time. I also think about Bernard's Watch a lot. This is how I would mostly use it to get set lists and sleep. But, you know, I'm sure I'd find other uses for it. We're so fucking those old. Those <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I want to fly. Like, oh, I can, I can go visible. We're like, oh, I need more I time in the to day like to click, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that movie? That Adam Sandler movie, Click? Yeah, yes. that was pretty... Um, pretty that was, I cried on the plane when I watched it, but I wouldn't want it to work like that. Which I, says a lot you know. about you, that you cried over Click. It was so sad. It really... Also, things are different on planes. Movies are different on planes. I feel like you have different... That is true. ...reactions and things on planes. And, like, you'll, you'll, watch, a, you'll watch a movie... Did you get drunk and by you'll any get chance? No. No, but that's a legitimate thing. You'll watch a movie that's like, that's, like, average on a plane. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good because you're on a plane and you've got fuck all else to do. No, I watched Christmas with the Cranks on a fucking plane once. And when your sister was on, I said it's one of the worst fucking films I've ever seen. And the only she time I saw movie. it was on a fucking plane. So, Andrew, not recommending Thunder Force? No, no not recommending Thunder Force, but I do recommend being able to set yourself on fire so you can toast things as you eat them. Yeah, I want to think... I, my, I mean, it would be my favourite. Like, I would like to be able to teleport so I could just 
just be wherever I wanted to be without having to make any effort. But when you said in your daily life, I don't really go anywhere right now, so I don't know how helpful that would be. Uh, you just teleport from one end of the room to to this end of the yeah. room where your computer from, is. From the yeah. east wing from the, to the west from, wing. From the bed to your desk. To McDonald's. To McDonald's. And back again. And back again, yeah, pretty much. Imagine that, you'd pick up your own McDonald's and it would be hot when you got home. Yeah, just That'd be good. the, the mm. highlights of, of life. If just you... think, I could teleport to your house, Dan, whenever Weird. I wanted. Weird. <laughs> Thank you. Just, I would just yeah, I need to some I would teleport to your house. <laughs> No, teleport to your house, knock on the door, and just teleport home. <laughs> well, then I would know it was you because I'd be like, "Oh, there's only no, one." No, you wouldn't. Well, there's only one. Well, person. you would now because I've told you. Yeah, exactly. So well done, Bennett. You're fucking. You're fucking Bruce well, I'll Wayne. Think of something giving else up your to disguise. do. Andy, if I have that as a superpower, and you have a superpower where you can open Dan's doors, we could cause some. Have Why does everyone want to life? home invasion my fucking place? What is wrong with you two? <laughs> Fuck's sake, I have the safety of my flat. Like, and it's like, nah, let's just burst in there. It'll be fun. It'll be a laugh. Fuck's sake. Oh, or I would want to be able to understand animals. I'd like to be able to talk to Brody. So I'm not just talking to Your myself. dog would tell you to piss off immediately. <laughs> I know, but I'd still love her. It's healthy the best answer I've ever heard to this was, I think, Robert Sheehan from... Um, it was when he, they were oh, yeah. doing Misfits and he said he'd like to be able to see people's farts. Hmm. Just so you could see so he, he could farted. avoid them or so well, no, he could so you get could, into If someone fired, you could go, oh, it was them. It's genius. Can we move on? Penny, what did you watch? So, okay, so I did watch, I thought I'd tell you, I watched Palm Springs that Dan mentioned ages yeah. ago with Andy Samberg. That was lovely. It was I'm not going to talk about it because you already talked about it, but it was not what I expected it to be. Yeah, it's pretty good. Isn't it? And it was very good. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Guns Akimbo yesterday. Once I stopped feeling sick from all the camera work, that was a lot mm. of fun. It was very, I get dizzy very easily and it was very twisty in places. What was your thoughts um, on the style? Because I liked it immediately, but it had to grow on cat to enjoy it. Yeah, I liked it. It was a bit more style over substance. Like some of it was too, like I liked it, but like all the camera angles and stuff, just a couple of times I'm like, this is a bit too much now. Like some of the extra, extra slow-mo. And I'm like, okay, I get the, like I liked the overall style Hmm. and some of the choices, but sometimes I'm like, okay, we get it. You're trying to be all stylish. So calm down. And once I got over Harry Potter's voice being weird. You leave him alone. He's a good man. He is. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I looked at my list of films and thought, people are probably getting bored of me talking about horror movies. No. So I tried to find a different film that wasn't a horror movie to talk about. And I feel like on the last three occasions I've done this, it has gone horribly wrong, which no, no, it no, also no, did no, 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 You say that, but Butt Boy... Me and Andy both said, oh, and we off. still haven't mm-hmm. done still it haven't yet. Watched it yet. Yeah, we still haven't watched. We still haven't watched it. Sh- you don't know. We shouldn't have said I'm that. Waiting. We will watch it. We keep saying things like that. We forget to fucking do it. We will one day, but that's why I always cut it out when I edit. <laughs> I'm waiting till the week the episode comes out so I can watch it before I listen to okay. it again. Oh yeah, well okay. it's it's out now. Smart. Uh, episode it's fifty-eight. Now. Uh, <laughs> edited by, by yours yeah. truly, Dan. <laughs> So I will go. I will go back to my horror list for next time. I watched 2017's Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. Handsome, 
that's what it's called handsome and it's literally called handsome colon a netflix mystery movie starring natasha leone and jeff garlin who i love both of them and i think they're funny so i thought this would be funny it was not funny los angeles homicide detective gene handsome has a knack for solving crimes he seems to be unable to sort out his own life yeah, it's as boring as it sounds. It's just a uh, Jeff Garlin is a cop called Gene Handsome, and he solves a crime. Um, we can talk about it because it was odd. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's why we're here. So yeah, Jeff Garlin <laughs> is uh, is Gene Handsome, and he lives on his own with his dog, and he's oh my god, you're really selling it. <laughs> It was, so, it was so boring. Okay. It was so boring. But why? So Jeff is at work with Natasha Leone, who is detective something in Italian. I can't remember, but her name is Fleur. And they're at work. And then Jeff goes home and you see that Jeff lives at home alone with his dog. He takes his dog out for a walk and he meets his next door neighbor, who I think is Eddie Peppertone, but I didn't bother to check. And his wife, who is played by Leah Remini, you know, the yep. anti-ex-scientologist. Yeah. She only appears on screen once, I believe, and she is a sad Spanish, Italian, possibly Polish, I wasn't sure, wife who sits and plays the accordion on the porch very sadly. They have a little conversation about how they think she likes to be depressed. How can you play an accordion sadly? That wasn't the question I was going to ask. Slowly, just like really, she's very melancholy and sad, and she's just very slowly. You ever heard a a sad accordion though? It's polka music, isn't it? It's always upbeat. No, watch this movie. She's it's like me, me, me. Sad accordion music. Dan had a different question though. What nationality is she? (laughs) I don't know. Why is it so confusing? I thought she was kind of. I thought she was, because of how she speaks, I thought she was Spanish or Italian, but I was like, do they play the accordion in Spain or Italy? I thought that was a Polish thing, so I don't know. Okay. She's not on screen again, so it's irrelevant. So, um, Handsome and Fleur get to a crime scene, and it is the cut-up and decapitated body of Handsome's next-door neighbour's babysitter, who he met the previous day. And she's been decapitated and dismembered and then arranged in the shape of the Star of David and left on the lawn of um, an actor's house. So it turns out that Handsome hasn't... He didn't meet the neighbour the day before he met the babysitter. So he goes over to now meet his new neighbour, Nora, and tell her that her babysitter is dead. And she's like, shit, because she was waiting for the babysitter and she has to go to work. So he's like, okay, I'll look after the kid. The kid's name is Karis. She is weird. She's like an old soul kid that does weird stuff, but it just doesn't really land or make any sense. Okay, let, let me let me paragraph this because I'm still waiting for my original answer to my original question. Why is it boring? Oh. Like, is there something in the acting? Was it? What? What's the boring part of it? It felt like a very long episode of like Law and Order. But you love Law and funny. Order. <laughs> I do love Law and Order. <laughs> It was, wasn't gritty like Law and Order. It was literally them just trying to work out who was the killer. And it was just very dull. Yeah, he ends up looking after the kid, which I'm like, all right, he's a policeman. But it's kind of weird that she just leaves the kid with this man she's never met. 
So then he talks to Nora about, uh, what's the babysitter's name? Hannah. And then he goes and talks to her roommate. And then he goes and talks to the coroner. And they have a weird conversation about the difference between lotion and cream. Because the body is very well moisturized. And it's they have a conversation about how lotion is water-based and cream is oil-based. Because the body parts were quite greasy and quite creamy. And believe it or not, that is important later on. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wish it dun, was. Dun. Uh, he tells he tells Handsome that she was killed by blunt force trauma and then she was cut up after she had died. Uh, Amy Sedaris is Handsome's boss and she hits on him. And it's really awkward, but apparently it's okay because her tubes are tied. She has this conversation with him while she's at work. So they find her phone records and they realise that she's been calling this one guy. So they go to see him and he is now called Creepy Fireworks Man because I never wrote down his name. They go and talk to him about Heather and he's about to give them his business card. You know, he's like, oh, well, here's my card if you need to get hold of me. And as he opens his wallet, it's got a picture of Karis in it. So they're like, oh, okay, he's Karis's dad. Maybe he was banging the babysitter. Right. I, I have no idea then, where we are, Pen. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, I have no idea where we are. Literally, Karis? girl's dead. Karis was the kid that he was looking after. Right. The weird kid. Okay. His next door neighbor's kid. Okay. Yeah, Dan, keep up. Right. <laughs> Literally, girl's died and he's been to talk to people that know her. That's all that's happened. Okay. So... Because they're trying to find out who did it. But the, the person that the babysitter was calling happens to also be his next door neighbor's ex-husband so he goes to talk to the creepy fireworks dad with his partner natasha leone and she bangs the suspect why which is because she wants to fair <laughs> literally they leave his office and she's like um i kind of have to use the bathroom so why don't you go and i'll meet you later and he's like i can just wait she's like ah, it, might, it might be a while and eventually he's like you're gonna go and fuck him so i'm just gonna go home and no one seems to have a problem with this Okay. Yep. <laughs> if I further questions, home. Your Honor. No, he goes home and he goes over to Nora, his next door neighbor's house again, and he's like, "Did you know that your ex-husband was banging the babysitter?" She did not. And they have a boring conversation, and then as he walks home, he can hear his neighbors on the other side banging whilst playing the accordion. And I know that she was playing it because he says something about put the accordion on my chest or something. Is it still sad accordion music or? It wasn't polka, but it wasn't as it wasn't like it wasn't as upbeat as it might have been. But it was, it was weird. Was it sexy? Was it like a saucy little accordion number? Does no, such I a thing exist? So. Maybe it was just like the in and out of the accordion. I don't really know how you would. Oh no, because she would be. That seems quite awkward. Handsome goes to a religious fast food place. He gets Hello. takeout okay, on the now way we're somewhere. What? I'm back in. <laughs> back in. What, what are they selling? Now here we go. So he goes up to a he goes up to a drive-through and there um, the voice box thing is broken. So they have two guys outside. So like one guy takes the order, then he gives it to the other guy on a piece of paper, and the other guy runs it inside. And I didn't realize it was religious until I think he swears and he's like, "Sorry, I know you guys, you are, you're good church boys. So sorry about the language." And he's like, "Oh, it's okay." So wait, so is he, it just run by religious people, not a I religious fast so. food theme? 
There better be some good food puns. Yeah, there no, I think it's just pointless. called like Jesus Christ no, I think burger. It's just called, no, it's just called norms. I think. Oh. But then he goes round to pick up his food, and there's a sign in the window that says something about getting thine house in order. They should have him an epiphany. They should have called it Good Friday. Turns out that fireworks dad planted Heather to spy on his wife, so he like paid her to be the wife's babysitter so that she could spy on her and the kid. Then Handsome and Nora hang out and she gets drunk and falls asleep on his couch. And all of a sudden she wakes up and she just goes, what do you think about shaved pussies? And he looks at her and she looks at him and then she falls back to sleep. That's how I'm kind of feeling. Is this a fever dream? She finds out that he's doing this this event and she's like, oh, you don't have to pay me this week or whatever, just take me to the celebrity party. And at the celebrity party, they had fancy gift bags. And in the gift bags was a bottle of lotion and a tub of cream, like fancy <gasps> skincare stuff. Good callback. Yep. Yep. The plot uh, thickens. They talk to fireworks, the top, Dad. The plot moisturises. <laughs> <laughs> They talk to Fireworks Dad on a golf course and Fleur bangs him again. And on then, the golf course? Yep. What Handsome's, Handsome's I'm shut like, up. Oh, we don't, don't need to know. No. But Handsome's like, where are you going to do it? She's like, I don't know. I'll find somewhere. Do you, if you get a hole in one, that's when you get a free game, isn't it? Mini golf anyway. Uh, if you get a hole in one, you have to buy everyone at the golf bar a drink. Apparently. Yeah. But you do get a watch. Get a free watch. What? Like a good watch? Is this real golf? I only know real about golf. golf. Oh. Yeah, real golf. Dan's like, I can't believe we talked about Coke Welcome back to fucking golf. Talk Sport again. <laughs> so then the coroner confirms that the cream on Hannah's skin is the fancy cream, which I think was called, was by a company called like the like Silken Lamb or something. Which Clever. Silken Lamb. Was creepy. And then Handsome works some well, he works something out. He he's got a he's got a hunch going on and he decides to break into the actor's neighbour's house. Or he's at the actor's house and he can hear a dog crying. Mm-hmm. So he ends up breaking into this like garage and giving the dog a bowl of water and opening the window and stuff and looking after his, this dog. And then he goes to the actor's house and he has a pot of the fancy cream, the silky lamb cream. And he's like, oh, you know, where'd you get that? And he said, oh yeah, I got it at a party. Like my friend's got, like it came in a gift bag. My friend's got the lotion, but I've got the cream. You know, handsome smart man. This is so fucking boring. This is what happens when I don't watch horror movies. We're nearly finished. We're literally at the end. So uh, sorry. <laughs> so bad. This is almost as fucking bad when Andy went, let's play fucking No, <laughs> Casualty or Holby was Casualty better than this. <laughs> Casualty or Holby's a great fucking game. It's probably gonna it be was a good. hit. How do I know? The episode's not out yet at this time, but it might be a hit. Who knows? It will be. Yeah. So then Handsome starts talking to the actor about how shit his films are. He's trying to goad him into to getting a bit angry. And then, and then he does get angry. So then in true kind of 
cop or Bond villain style, he tells him his theory. So he's like, right, I know what happened. You met her at the party and she wanted your fancy lotion. <laughs> so she flirted with you and then fucked you so that you would give her the silky lamb lotion. And then you met her another time, like the day the day she was murdered, she came to your house and before you banged again, you covered her in the cream, which they oh. kind of show. So before they fuck, he completely covers her in this really expensive fancy cream. Foreplay. Like the whole lot of her, but you know, whatever. Oh. And then no, you're sitting there after slippery. banging, watching telly. I don't think it is. Oh no, it's kind of slippery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're hanging out and they're watching TV and one of his films comes on and he's like, you can't resist watching your own movie. And it was when he was younger and it was quite an old film. And she's basically like, this is the worst film I've ever seen in my fucking life. This is terrible. Ironic. So ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So ironic. Yeah. So he gets mad at her and he pushes her and she hits her head on a statue in his bedroom and she dies because like she slipped over because of all the cream. So she's dead. And he's like, so to cover it up, you cut her into pieces but the reason the coroner the coroner says that like the way she was dismembered is really sloppy is like it's not somebody that's done it before it's just like really badly done and he's like and the reason she was dismembered really badly is because your hands are all covered in cream and all the tools are slipping around is it literally the central plot of this is just the cream we're nearly at the end this is this is the end of the film so that's the cop's working theory yeah that's what happened she bad mouthed one of his films and he pushed her and she died that's what happened she, he pushed her. She was slippery from the cream. She hit her head on the statue. How long is this And film? she died. Like an hour and, and sometimes I can defend your films because I feel no, like you've missed the meaning in them. No, don't defend this. This was terrible. This one, I'm like... No, I'm not defending this. I don't know how... No, I should have watched here. fucking... I don't know why I keep putting off Larmageddon. I should have watched Larmageddon. Why do you keep picking shit films? Because I thought I watched too many horror films and I was trying to broaden my yeah, horizon. No, 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 no. Even, hang on a minute, Miss Bennett. Every time you pick a film that isn't a horror film, it still ends up being a shit film. I'm just understanding well, why you keep also, picking shit films. I do also have a list of not horror films, but they're all, like, most of them are supposed to be quite good. And I'm like, well, I can't really talk about them if they're good. So I didn't I mean, pick one that I've heard that it was good. But I was like, I like Natasha Leone, so I thought it might be good. It she plays good. the same character in everything she's in. Yeah, that's in. why I like her. And she played the same character in this. It's the Mark Wahlberg. She was really good. Anyway, finish the fucking show. So, and then he works out, apparently the reason that he cut her up and arranged her in the Star of David is just because he's a self-loathing Jew. And the actor tries to kill Handsome, but Fleur turns up, points a gun at him, and arrests him. And then, then fucks him? With cream. No. She doesn't fuck him. Oh. But then, you know, you've got like the scene of the house where like the police fans are there and, and people are starting to see what's going on because they're arresting this famous actor and everyone's outside. Then uh-huh. Kaylee Cuoco turns up from <laughs> Big Bang fame. And Let it me turns just out. get paid for this one scene at the end. There we go. It's so stupid. She literally turns up and she's like, hey, I'm Kaylee. What's going on? This oh, is my neighbor's herself. house. Uh, yeah well that's what it was oh she's playing herself and she's like oh this is my neighbour's house I'm like oh okay to make him look like a famous actor and he's like oh turns out your neighbour was a murderer and he's like hey you're Kaylee Cuoco and she's like yeah and he's like I really like you he's like I really like saying your name Kaylee Cuoco and she's like okay cool 
do you need anything from me? And he's like, no. Okay. And she's like, okay. Driver, take me back to the airport. I can't deal with all this shit. And that's it. <laughs> that is that is her whole bit. And so, then there's just... Here you go. So she's literally there just to take the piss out of her name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cameo. I guess. It's stupid. And then there's an epilogue and it's basically Nora is moving away. Um, earlier on in the film, she told Handsome how she wanted to own some land and become a dog masseuse and live wild and free. And it, uh, Handsome, I think he gives her some money or he helps her out. So he basically helps her to move and realize her dream. And she makes a big thing about like, oh, well, thanks for helping me, but say goodbye before I never see you again. It's probably best if I never see you again, but thanks for helping me. But come on, Karis, say goodbye to him before we never see him again. And then Karis does him like a really weird leaving dance. And that is the end. And I've just written <laughs> yawn in big capital letters with lots of Ws. Do you think this would be better if it was a series? No. Oh, what, as in like a different crime every episode? <coughs> as in like an hour episode and different things happening every week. Episode Instead one, of the just, cream. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just 90 minutes of fucking pointless cream conversations and then odd cameos and sad fucking accordions. I just don't know why it was a thing. Okay, well that answers my question then, thanks. I don't, I don't. Like it wasn't particularly it exist category. Yeah, it wasn't particularly riveting, even if they had made it into like an hour long SVU episode. It was just a thing that happened. <laughs> it was bad. Well, thanks it, for sharing with it us. Sounds it. It sounds it. <laughs> so next week, well, next week's Hat Week, but the week after that, I will pick something stupid off the horror movie list. And it'll be better. I cannot wait. Oh, we're going back. She's given up Ooh. already. We're going back. I don't know what else you. I don't know what else you want me to do. I've got horror films and not horror <laughs> films. Thousands and... of thousands no, of films no, out there. there are horror films and not uh, horror films. That is the two oh, no. genres. We got to get you out of that cycle. Come on. But I Come like on. horror films, and I have a really I mean, long list. I like I didn't anime. Take a documentary at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, I like documentaries too. Do you say what did you say about a documentary? At this point, oh. I would even take a documentary at this point. Mm. That's a death and I'm fed up of hearing about bleak fucking documentaries from Dan. But if it's, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to listen That's to why two I instead any, of a horror film. Dan's got that covered. Hey. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Sort the game out. Do that. Uh, Get your creative very, juices flowing. I'm not very good at games. Why? Well. Oh, we you know that. we could. I've got. Uh, we have got. I've got a game left over from when Dan wasn't here. Let's do that. Oh, good. Yeah. I get the leftover shit. Thanks. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, it was so good. I had enough answers for two games. So Excellent. Right, guys. Well, I watched nine films. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> How do you have time? Actually, I watched more than nine films, as you'll start to realise as I go on with this. Well, I but I, I watched three. I decided to give you my quick fire review, ranking them best, uh, worst to best, so you know which ones to watch. And, uh, Let's get straight into it, because there's a lot of new stuff, there's a couple of old things, and there's maybe a couple of things that some people might interest in. Um, Before we start, yes, Penn, hmm. how many of these do you reckon are documentaries? Oh yeah, that's a good one. How many do you think oh. are documentaries? There are nine films, technically. Nine technically. films. Yes. At least four. Oh, you bitch, At I was going to four. four. 
least it's gonna four. go for four as a floor bottom line four yeah four, four. at least four yeah because well, that's go, almost I'll, half i'll go for three all right well and then you can price is right me for once and you do you want me to tell you the answer or do you, or do you want to wait no yeah. no no we'll just go along i'll make oh, a note okay. as we go okay fine well we'll start with the worst film i saw this week and that was American Pie Presents Girls Rules! Yay! Oh, I thought we were going to watch that together! Let's not, because it's the worst <laughs> thing I saw this week. Oh, um, God. I feel like I still would have rather watched it than what I no, fucking watched today. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even consider it to put it in the hat. American Pie Presents Girls Rules is a 2020 film that is an American Pie film, but this time around, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make it all about the girls this time. The girls want to get laid, not the boys. It's all about the girls, 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 2020 girls, girls rule, girls, 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 girls. This is an awful, awful film. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't even fucking... So unbelievably bad. Um, even to the point where the opening scene is a is a in a way, a shot-for-shot shot of the first American Body film um, opening, you know, where they have the opening where Jim is, like, trying to get it, like, he's climbing on the roof and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's basically taking all the things of what happened in American Pie and just putting yeah. it into this. Um, it's not funny at all. Even the, fu- the funniness of it is, like, very, I don't know, things I would maybe have laughed at in 2001 but it's like a really bad film if it was made in 2001 but a bad 2001 film like i know it's it's still trying and it's not 2001 and it's the fact that it's not 2001 either and i'm not just saying oh because it it, the the comedy in it has aged it's just if i saw this in 2001 and i compare it to any other 2001 comedy film like this this is the worst still uh after years and years um i lasted 45 minutes before I gave up. You didn't even finish it. I didn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh. It, it's, it's so, it's so bad. Like even. Interesting. It, it gets to the point, there's even like a, a Stifler girl in this. Like she's Stephanie Stifler, who is like the sister oh. of Stifler. Yeah. And she basically acts like a female version of Stifler. Like they all are just the same character of the male Mm. versions and i'm thinking well you're meant to make this film like so it's like separate like it's all about girls and they all dip they're just copycats of the male Mm. versions of the it just but that's what happens with every american pie film like after the second one they just got generic and shit and they went massively downhill with like band camp and naked marlin the wedding one was was good when when they all got wedding was fine the wedding one was fine yeah yeah. um uh, it, it's it's horrible like it, you watch the opening scene and it's the editing is terrible it's so bad like whoever the fuck edit like it cuts really quickly so it makes me feel nauseous i don't know who the fuck cut this up it was it's so weird it's like really badly put together um yeah it's crap it's really crap <laughs> really really crap never gonna watch it again and number eight <laughs> <laughs> and number eight, I watched The Misfits. Not the mi- not Misfits, The Misfits. The amazing which, TV show. Which is a 2001 film starring Piers Brosnan. Oh. And it's an action thriller uh, set in Dubai where Piers Brosnan is like... A v- He's such a misfit. 
He's such a misfit. He's, He's like what a, I think of when I think of misfits. Pierce Brosnan. Definitely. Well, it's <sighs> it, it's it's sort of like a like a baby driver film a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of where Pierce Brosnan is this like criminal guy, but he's the biggest criminal guy. <laughs> and some thieves, like these young younger folk, young adults come in hello, and try fellow to children. Hello fellow children kind of thing. And they try to steal from him and then he kind of forms a team together with him and says, "Hang on, we could be the best thieves in Dubai and we could steal stuff together." And he makes a team with them and they drive fast cars around and there's explosions and <laughs> Pierce Brosnan has a weird accent that I don't know where he's from. I think he's Russian, but it's so okay. like it's so kind of Is he Spanish, I, I, Italian, Polish? Yeah, it's sort of <laughs> in that realm of like you you listen to him and you're like, where is he Russia? Like you can't really make it out either way. Um it's weird, but it's just a it's a stereotypical heist film that's like it has some fun bits in it like it's a very actiony over the top film but it's it's nothing special it's just like a very basic action-wise film that's pretty much it and if you i guess you want to see pierce brosnan again because he hasn't been around for a while there you go you can watch a 2001 film the misfits not very good though either way um (laughs) next was uh girl on the third floor which is a horror film. It is. I which seen it. stars Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk. <laughs> oh, in his why first, did you watch this? In his first leading role. For people who don't know who CM Punk is, he is a wrestler or ex wrestler. Or he could be actually a wrestler by the time this podcast comes out again. Um, yeah, he is a. <laughs> He's a man who has a Pepsi tattoo on him, and uh, he likes oh. to be. He likes to now be in. Well, this is the only film I've ever seen him in, so he's in a horror film, which is called Girl. Don't forget, don't forget, he's a UFC fighter. He's also ex UFC fighter. Lasted two fights. There you go. Um, Girl on the Third Floor is a penny film, where when I say that, it's very violent and grotesque and kind of body horror kind of stuff going on. Um, I don't like body horror. I turned down okay. two body art films today to watch that shit. <laughs> right, fair enough. But <laughs> either way, I thought of Penn when I saw this film. It's very gory, is what I meant. I um, like that she made her turning t- down two body horror films <laughs> our problem. Yep. Like exactly. we decided to tell her not to watch them. Yeah. It might no, be. I... It might be my fault, but now it's your problem. It's the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I mean, it's apt, isn't it? It's yeah. accurate. Mm hmm. Girl on the Third Floor is about a guy called Don, played by CM Punk, and he's moved into a new home and he's renovating it. He's knocking down the walls. He's doing a bit of DIY. He's gone to Wix. He's gone to B&Q. He's got himself a couple of fucking plasterboards. He's going to fucking fix this house up. He bought it for cheap. He didn't know why he bought it for cheap uh, or why it was so cheap. And uh, he's just going to do it up and stuff. But that's how all horror films start, when you buy some house that's really, really cheap that no one's bought yet. Do you know what? While I was flicking through horror movies today, um, I don't know if it was mostly on Netflix, but I noticed how many started off with like, 
oh, they've moved into a new house or they've moved into a dodgy house and they've moved into this house and things happen. I was like, oh, are we not over this? I mean, this this film was uh, 2019, but I mean, still, that is kind of recent, I guess. But um, it's it's strange. I will tell you the spoiler bit because it's kind of spoil on the poster, which I felt like they shouldn't have done. She's really on the second floor. Well, she's on the third floor. But... (laughs) The poster is the picture of the house. Okay. Uh, but you see, like, the outline of the kind of house and stuff. But, like, kind of in the foreground a little bit, or, like, just, like, inside the house, you see a giant mm-hmm. heart. Okay. So the whole point of this is he's going around knocking down the house. The house doesn't like it. And actually, <laughs> in actual fact, the house is alive and has a heart. Of course. And he yeah. starts breaking down walls He's and stuff like that. He's dismembering it, and it. Gets and sad. the house is very angry with CM Punk, mm. so he the house decides to kind of fuck with him a little bit by opening the third floor. <gasps> <laughs> Do Which, we find out why the house is alive? Yes. Oh, okay. Is it an Indian um, burial ground or a cemetery? Not really, but it's kind of on that. It's a little bit on that same wavelength, but not the Indian burial ground. I won't spoil it too much, okay. but like yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of one of those things of the people who lived here before had something to do with what's yeah. going on now, sort of thing, which is mm-hmm. again very stereotypical. Um, it's weird. This really does sound like a penny film. It a does. Bit, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it was on my list. I well. hadn't got around to it. Um, the ending is incredibly weird and it just goes in all manner of directions and CM Punk's character is the weirdest character development (laughs) I have ever seen for a long long time Uh, again without spoiling too much he just doesn't give a fuck and he's meant to be like the main character so Mm. I don't know if I'm meant to root for him but he's been a dick the entire film Mm. so you end up on the side of the house yeah (laughs) that motherfucker yeah, in a weird way. Either way, uh, number f- number six. Sorry, uh, the God Committee, which is a 2021 film uh, starring um, Kelsey Grammer from Frasier. None of these are documentaries. Yet, you Andy. love Frasier. I oh, know. I'm slightly worried. Yeah. You love Frasier as well, Dan. Do I? I'm sure you've talked Does about Frasier before. I, I I did enjoy Don't Fraser a little bit with Miles. With those toss salads and Fraser, <laughs> to be honest, Fraser is actually one of those like They're when the Friends era was around. It was Fra- Fraser was actually kind of a good show. I would say Fraser wasn't you know? bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, this is a new film. As said, it's a kind of drama thriller kind of film. Uh, Kelsey is a um, doctor at a hospital. And it sort of deals with something that's a real-life event, in a way. Um, the God Committee, or in this example, the committee is usually a bunch of doctors in a hospital, so the, the top doctors in the hospital, who sit mm-hmm. around on a table and they decide who gets what organ to which person, essentially. <laughs> what it's, you yeah. know, If someone needs a heart transplant and there's they only have one available and there's three people yeah. they need to give the heart transplant for, which is kind of what this... Yeah story is about um they sit around and go right let's look at this person's past history have they done drugs have they got into trouble who deserves it more than the other person is essentially what the film is it's interesting because it is that kind of like moral dilemma of who do you give 
like without knowing the person these doctors mm. don't know the person personally but they only have facts and statistics and things they've done in the previous lives it's interesting uh, the only problem with it is is it's um slow real 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 mm. real slow and it's a bunch of people sitting around a desk talking and i don't mind that sometimes i seen 12 mm. angry men and that's pretty much yeah. what 12 angry men is but um mm-hmm. this is not as good as that i guess but um it's still kind of interesting not the worst but it's it's okay uh number five still no documentaries that yeah guys mm. um number but he five, likes them so they'd be near the top they'll be the top four it'd be number one yeah. <laughs> uh number five is uh kind of an old film some people may have seen it enter the void which is a 2009 film. Has anyone seen it? No, it sounds very familiar. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I don't think so. It's been talked about a bit, and I think it's actually on Netflix as well at the moment. It's the strange, one of the strangest films, uh, one of the strangest viewing experiences I've ever had. Um, it's two hours, 40 minutes, right? Fucking hell. Hang on. The reason for it is the entire film is a drug trip. Enter the Void, you essentially is a film about a guy who takes some drugs and you see what he sees for two hours and 40 minutes. Ooh. And I'm talking the strongest fucking shit you've yeah, ever don't taken. I, um, don't know if I'm up for that. I I didn't know if I was going to last. Let's put it that way. I thought, yeah, I at some point... with drugs akimbo being... Like, too much twirly for lack of a yeah. real word so this I mean, might it, it, yeah. it goes in various stages like with most drugs it goes in various stages of the drug you kind of see everything kind of from a first person viewpoint you know when he's smoking like basically a crack pipe you see the crack pipe coming out of his mouth and he's smoking it and slowly everything around him starts to kind of fade and fade into big bright colors and then he's suddenly swimming through a magical magical land uh, and then the next bit, he's in a nightclub. Or is he? Because he might be hallucinating it. And it's just kind of this whole... One day, this guy goes on a mega, mega, mega trip, and things happen, and it's very, 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 very adulty. There is everything in this. There is drugs, sex, violence, uh, nasty nasty things that happen in this and it is an experience is all i will say i didn't hate it yes it is a long fucking film but there's you know a reason for it i think can't the have a short got, trip no you good. can't have a short trip it's gotta be one of those long ass trips really but um it's something that you'll never ever ever see in a film ever like there's no other film like this and it's for that reason it's kind of like a a very unique thing so um but might not be for everyone. <laughs> if you want to go on and a two-hour trip. And the top four documentaries are... And the top four documentaries. Number four, uh, I finished Batman Long Halloween. I watched part two. Yeah. So I put that in number four. Oh, yeah. I talked about part one, so I want to talk about this quite a bit. But yeah, it's an animated series. Uh, this is part two. Part one came out in June. Part two came out in July. It's all right. But I expected more. And... Especially when it kind of left on a bit of a big of a cliff, big cliffhanger in part one, it felt like part two was, in a way, I kind of guessed what was going to happen or who, like 
it's a lot of who done it in this and it leaves mm-hmm. on a cliffhanger and i guessed a lot of things at the end of part one and to be honest they did, did actually come true so part two felt like a bit of a well i already know who mm. kind of did it because it's yeah. kind of obvious a little bit i'm not trying to say yeah. i'm smart ass but it's kind of obvious a little bit there's a lot more characters as well that get pushed into this like poison ivy turns up um there's mm. a lot more of the like I guess I won't say too much, but like there's a lot more extra penguin and all that kind of turn up when they weren't even in the first one. And it was like, uh, like there's a reason why they are there, but like there's so much just more crammed in. It feels like it, it, the two things are very different from part one and part two. Well, it's the, it is the same in the comic though. <clears throat> is it? Like okay. the graphical novel, the first half is all about the Magia. The second half is all about people trying to take control yeah it's it's a slow burn batman film and i don't think that's a bad thing i've actually enjoyed it for being like quite a slow burn conversational mm. kind of thing i just it, it could have been better I, I expected it just a bit more in parts here unfortunately but um it still was all right so it's number four at the moment still no documentaries until now number three Hooray! <laughs> you got one <laughs> wow. number number three uh, you Cannot Kill David Arquette, which is a documentary about Penny's favorite. And she's not even here to fucking... She just walked out. She's not even I here mean, to fucking what listen to me. What are you talking about? What are you, ta- you talking about, David? You talking about, David? I didn't hear what you said. Number three... I was having a wee while you were talking about Batman. Sorry. Number three was You Cannot Kill David Arquette, the documentary. <gasps> oh, don't tell about- me I want to see this. Okay. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> Well, I gotta tell the fucking audience, like fucking okay. selfish. Jesus Should I go away Christ. again? Take yeah, your earplugs out. I'll give you a signal when we're I'm done. I'm not gonna spoil it. I won't spoil okay. it. I'm not. Trying to, I'm not spoiling any of these things. To be honest, right? Is this um, available on the platform? It's available on all platforms. I believe it's also on Netflix and it's also on Amazon oh. Prime. I think oh. as well. It's on all platforms, pretty much. David Arquette, if you don't know. He used to be in Penny's favorite film, films franchise, uh, Scream, yeah. uh, where he played a cop who was a bit of a doofus. Deputy Dewey. Deputy Dewey. And since then, he's been <laughs> on, a, on a lot of adventures. Quite famously, uh, back in what year was it now? Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to find out what year it was when he won the belt. Is it mid-90s? Should I just say mid-90s? Yeah, fuck it. I can't remember what it is. So the whole story revolves around David when famously in the mid-90s he won the WCW belt uh, when they are a wrestling promotion that went up technically against WWE. And famously they made they did a storyline where David Arquette became the world champion of WCW and everyone in that fucking stadium well in that place when he won it and everyone all the wrestling fans everything fucking hated him they hated the fact that he was a champion he wasn't really trained to be a wrestler because he it's it's disrespectful in in the sport to do that he won famous yeah but he, he won. won he won in a very slimy kind of heel way where he just kind of like cheated to do it you know like the, how they make most people who are not wrestlers beat up or win against the big wrestler guys by just winning in a slimy way and it kind of goes it goes back and forth between those two times um and he kind of his present day at the moment he's fat he's kind of <laughs> 
he's sweet and everything, but he like he is fat when he starts this documentary. Holy fuck, he's like putting a ton of weight. And he has this desire to get back in the ring and kind of show that he he maybe deserved to do or like at least show that he has a passion for wrestling because he does he truly truly has a passion for wrestling Hmm. he just felt like the way and he goes into the stories of how this all happened as well and some of it is not really his fault which you find out in the documentary or what the things happened to him and it affected him mentally he didn't have a great time with it and obviously it affected him in his later life and he's just trying to get back in the ring and this time he's going to do it for real so the camera crew follow him around training trying to get into a wrestling ring and actually trying to be a wrestler and it's really fucking good it's really really fascinating um it's very funny it's very sweet very wholesome i really really liked it and it was um he does seem like a bit of a sweetheart he's like a child in this a little bit Mm. like you're you're kind of like oh like going oh the whole time like oh he really wants to do it like trying to make (laughs) him but like yeah at the end of it i kind of just wanted him to to as long as he was happy with what he was doing i was kind of like that that's a good thing for him at least but yeah um it's really good watch it sounds like one to check out one documentary (laughs) well you did that come out ish do you know 2020 it came out yeah last year he won the belt in 2000 oh okay yeah i was gonna say because he's been in come on dan he's been in um (laughs) because he was in spree wasn't he and he wasn't too fat in that so that's why i was trying to put together a timeline it's really good you'll like it man Hmm. um number two i saw the suicide squad Oh, that's not a documentary. Either. Ah, now notoriously, you and I have been told that it's not as good as the first one. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we very much this well, we very much think that anything is better than the first one. Let's put that way. But either way, um, Suicide Squad. If you don't know, it's the James Gunn reboot of Suicide Squad, just called the Suicide Squad this time around. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun action. It's um. It doesn't mess around, which I found quite surprising. It's, um, you know how kind of the first one was trying to kind of do the backstories a lot of all these characters at the start, like Harley's backstory, or they're trying to get um, uh, some of the other characters. I can't remember for the first one now. The first one's gone out of my <laughs> mind so much. Deadshot. You know, uh, this one just goes straight in. It is literally, as soon as you watch the film, it's like, all right, we're in. Let's go. Like, it's so quick into the action i kind of appreciate it because it doesn't just it's kind of like you already know the past film you already know who harley is you know uh you already know rick is you know you you know these characters Mm -hmm. let's just go straight into it we'll deal with the new characters a little bit later on which is kind of what they do with this film and it just keeps going like the film is two hours and 20 as well it's it's a long film um wow the amount of like at a film over two hours from you guys it's like every time i mention something that's over two hours it's like that's too much i just it's, don't I just, uh, brandon and i had this conversation yesterday because we were gonna i think we were thinking about watching knives out but it was a couple of hours long and he had to catch a train but i just i don't know how i feel about that becoming the stat like just because a film can be two hours i don't know if it needs to be but it's kind of becoming like the standard mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily all useful 
I just don't know where I'm going to find a spare two hours. Well, yeah, that's why we didn't watch. But that's Martha, not you. That's not the. That's, that's not your problem. <laughs> like, I, I, I think get it was that. more like if it's like if the standard is now like two hours ish or closer to two hours, and then I know yeah. they're kind of odd examples, but then you're getting fucking extended cuts and director's cuts and things that are becoming three, four hours long. It just just doesn't. I don't know. I know people have got a story to tell, but. If you need f- three hours to tell it. Mm. I'm not against two hours of Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> against that. I like James Gunn. He knows how to write a decent ensemble film, so I'm not against it. Yeah, John Cena is in this. Uh, Idris Elba is in this. They are really fucking good together. Uh, John Cena plays a very John Cena role. Uh, he is very, very good casting for his character. Uh, there's also Polka Dot Man, who is a guy who shoots polka dots who is fun and there <laughs> is uh, the rat queen as I called her but Do I can't remember her actual people, name they hurt people the polka dots you'll have to see because he's, inter- he's an interesting okay but some other people who are listening you fucking suck okay well tell me tell me with listening. your head if they hurt people and then everyone else can't see it okay so yeah the, there's all manner of different characters that come in this time but there is obviously Harley who comes in um, but there is a lot more focus on the newer characters obviously this time around uh sylvester stallone plays shark and oh my god it's so good he's so good <laughs> like it's just him going like food eat like it's so basic you know sylvester but because you know it's sylvester stallone back there like doing trying mm. to be a shark and it's kind of adorable at the same time oh, he, yeah. he did the same with Finn Diesel and Groot didn't he so it makes sense that's true uh, yeah. yeah exactly it's kind of yeah that's the thing the James Gunn effect really isn't it so yeah coming across with animals I guess um, this is the best version of Harley Quinn I've seen in this film as in she's fucking mental and I think that's good because I felt Birds of Prey even though it was more of a personal story and kind of things like that, it kind of went away of why she is fucking crazy. And thankfully, I think this film, and this is the last time she's going to be Harley for quite some time, um, Margaret Robbie, because she said she's taking a break or something. Um, this one makes her really like the Harley that I kind of thought in my head she should be, where she is like crazy, like deranged mental. Yeah. Mm she's really fucking great in this she's not in it as much but she is really really good in it um it's so violent it's over the top violence almost cartoony at times um and it actually feels like a real suicide mission this time it actually feels like you don't know who's going to survive this like properly this time like it really truly feels like a lot of the times especially towards the end you don't know if they can get out of this which is good because that's the way it should be however it's not I think it's been overhyped. It's currently like sat on 92% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment and like a 90 audience score, I think, at the moment. It might be 80-something, but it's not that... I think it's a little bit overhyped because of what happened with the first film because I don't find it to be memorable. I I find some of its best moments to be its quieter moments in a weird way, and there's very, very few of them. I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about the characters, and because it's so just straight in there with fucking action it's like over the top uh, and it's that for two hours 20 it doesn't it needs time to breathe a little bit and it doesn't really have that much of it. I, I wanted a little bit more that's all um but it's fun 
it's fun. That's all I can say. It's fun. It's not amazing. It's mm. fun. So there you go. It had um, it had the lowest opening weekend revenue of anything mm. DC's done. Yeah, but that's understandable. Is that pandemic? Possibly times. fifty million. I don't know what Black Widow got, but it's also very confusing with the name. I think for a lot of people, because and, and also because of the past thing maybe they just think oh it's going to be a retelling of the same thing maybe people don't want to see it that much uh, if it's just like a reboot version of something that wasn't that great so i don't know it's it, but it's still absolutely fine film that most people enjoy and it's kind of fun my number one thing i saw this week guys was it a documentary it wasn't a documentary <laughs> so i had one I documentary genuinely let down mm. sorry sorry i let you down now do you remember a long, long time ago, I'm talking way back in our early days of the podcast, I mentioned that I was watching some sort of French film that was a trilogy of films that I yeah. didn't understand, that I thought were pornos, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I kind of said, yeah, I'll come back to them at some point. A year and a bit later, I think, I finished the trilogy. And it's... I really fucking hate myself for waiting this long. You stopped jerking off long enough to finish the whole trilogy. No, no, I've got to give it a bit more respect. Can't give yourself, can't give yourself time to heal. No, 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 no. no, Calluses. I watched. No, have a bit of respect. These are good. These are. This is a good one. I'm when I'm talking about. We're respecting the films. We're disrespecting you. There's a difference. Well, that's nice of you. Fucking (laughs) say. Thank you very much. You get wrinkly ricochet from all that wanking. (laughs) I watched (laughs) episode two. trilogy of films called Three Colors Blue, White and Red is the name of the films Blue, White and Red but it's called Three Colors it's a trilogy of films uh, that came out in the early 90s by Krzysztof Kielzowski who is a Polish director who is very famous uh, who grew up basically doing his film career behind the Iron Curtain and he was like rejected from like film school a couple of times. Uh, he eventually like got into film school in the 1960s. He basically had a long fucking period of trying to actually make a career out of this thing. And he ended up being pretty much nominated for loads of awards. He got nominated for two Oscars in 1995. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, he died in 97. And mm. the final film in this trilogy is the final film he ever he made basically two years mm-hmm. later he died which was red um these set of films are gonna be something like and i'm not trying to put penny in a box here but if i was to show penny these films I'd she'd be like myself. if i was to show penny these kind of films uh, she i she most likely would be saying things like bored <laughs> something <laughs> like it's they're romance films they're drama romance films, technically. And I'm you, out. No, come on. Oh, These have been me. nominated for fucking awards so? and you guys are just You just send so. it to me. Yeah. You just can't okay. like I don't know. If you're not into okay. There's many that people genre. Okay, fine. That's well that's what I'm trying to tell you about them. I, no. We've got to spread the I haven't said I'm bored yet, that was Andy. No, I didn't say I was bored, I just said I'm out. Sell it to me. Change Blue. my mind. So Blue is the first film of these three. And essentially each of the colours of each film, so Blue, White and 
red, do you know what they represent? A country. The American flag. No. French flag. The French flag. These are French films. Um, Thai? Thai flag? (laughs) Our flag. Each of the colors represents uh, an ideal that is um, part of the French (gasps) Revolution. Oh. No. That's part of the French French. Revolution. So, (laughs) liberty is blue. Uh, equality is white and fraternity is red equality um, is white that's kind of ironic isn't it sorry <sighs> oh you said it from him not from me oh, no. it doesn't feel very inclusive this is what the french people this is their flag you're fucking dissing <laughs> is that true about their flag yes that's what it represents that's the three colors okay. german flag has similar things black for gunpowder red for blood <laughs> gold for gold is that true yeah yeah so christoph um he was making he was before he was making these what well, this film he uh, essentially i think the reason why he had to make it about french themes and stuff because he couldn't get investors for a film but he found a french investor and he's like you have to make it french so he wrote a story <laughs> that was pretty much set in france in french and included three films that represented the three colors of the French flag. That's French as you can get in it. Pretty much. Um, Blue is the first film. It's set in Paris. It's a film about a woman whose husband and their child are killed in a car accident. Um, And she is, from this incident, she's suddenly set free from her kind of familiar surroundings. So she attempts to kind of cut off her life from everything that was there in the past and live in kind of isolation on her own and just do whatever she wants aka the first ideal freedom or in this case um liberty so oh, when you say she does that she wants to do what she wants in like a happy way or no, a sad no, 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 way no, no, no. no it's, that's what it's I was super thinking. sad um the the best way i can describe these films a lot of people have described um these three films as blue is like anti-tragedy white is anti-comedy and red is anti-romance. That's the best way to describe it. A lot of people say it, it's like that. Okay. Um, what? It, it's, the way, it, it's hard to describe these films, but I, I will... I, I'm going to say now, before you start saying bad, or say this sounds stupid, whatever, I think these three films are a fucking masterpiece. I honestly, truly, truly believe that. They do certain things, these films, that are all really about humans and the way we... Th- kind of connect with people he has a lot of different kind of themes going around this is why this is not a penny film because it's a lot of kind of things that will be um i feel like andy's andy's with me as well he doesn't he doesn't want to connect to people that's why we're not interested yeah but i'm well that is true i don't want to connect to people but i'm fine with um art house films it yeah i wouldn't say i mean it's not really an art house it's very much like a it's a drama more or less but she so blue she's trying to disconnect from her old life because of the tragedy but she's slowly as the as the film goes on she's slowly finding that she's always coming back to that life there's always something kind of dragging her back there's always like a friend who calls her going where have you been like there's always something that keeps bringing her back to the life um that she's formed over the years before that um it's super super slow film but it's deliberately like slow it's slow depressing feeling because you're meant to feel like she's she just doesn't want to have anything to do with 
anyone at this point. Mm. She just wants to be free. She wants to have her own thing. The colors as well, very quickly, sorry. The colors kind of represent a lot of things. Not only, I guess, blue as feeling blue, but in the film itself, there's a lot of blue colors in this film, and it's the same with the other film uh, as they go along. A lot of white colors, a lot of red colors in the in the final film. Um, hmm. But there's a large emphasis on blue colors, blue shots. It's super fucking amazingly like shot it's so good looking honestly uh and it was done like early 90s yeah it, it the, the first one i would say it's slow and it's probably a lot of people's maybe least favorite i would say but it's it's a real kind of slow descent into this woman's kind of brain and you kind of along the ride with her and it's um mm. it's very sad but yeah uh white is about equality it's uh with a film depicting carol carol that is a guy's name. His two <laughs> names. Never trust a man with two Wait, names. He has two names and they're both ladies. Well, no, it's called Carol mm. Carol. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. He's, yeah. It's about, so it's about a shy man who... Um, he's Because his name's Carol left. Carol. No wonder he's Carol, shy. Carol. Um, he's been left by his wife in humiliating circumstances David, in David. Paris. David. Um, he loses money. He loses his home. He loses his friends uh, because of his wife. She kind of like goes mental one day and tries to burn down the fucking house. She's a bit crazy and stuff. So this is hmm. kind of like a comedy a little bit, but it's one of those, it's, it's <laughs> like Sounds a dark funny comedy. funny so far. <laughs> it's, it's very much dark comedy. It's not really meant to be laugh out loud, but it's like some of the things that happen are a bit like, ha, okay, that's a bit over the top. Um, he ends mm-hmm. up being a beggar on the streets of Paris and he ends up the entire film trying to restore his his effort to restore equality so he's back you know to where he was through revenge yeah. on his wife essentially throughout oh. the entire film um really good not as good as blue it's a bit too funny and a bit too slapstick sometimes but like it's a bit like again it's still beautifully shot it's still amazing to watch and stuff like that and it's a very like a lot of his films have a certain feeling to them and they're a lot like of you wouldn't really understand it from me just talking about it. you kind of have to see it but um it kind of carries on in this film a bit uh, as well and my favorite out of the three is the final film his last ever film he made in 94 because he died in 96 i believe yeah is red it shows characters living lives that gradually kind of become interconnected it's really it's all about like forming bonds with people who you didn't think you would form bonds with or you didn't really you didn't think you would connect with okay me and penny so forming mm-hmm. bonds with people who you just oh he said we had a bond that means he doesn't really <laughs> i mean i give it it's kind of a diss but like, <laughs> no it means you he wasn't we expecting have a to form a bond it's so, it's yeah it's oh. a film about people forming bonds with they have no little to no um uh little to nothing in common with each other so it's about a woman who uh she ends up hitting someone's dog and oh. um when she goes to the man who owns the dog is this kind of old guy who um lives by himself and she's like i'm so sorry I hit your dog and all this kind of stuff and he's like oh that's oh that's so that's fine come in come in and he invites her in and she starts to realize that this guy over time uh is spying on his neighbors with binoculars mm. and lo- nice. not not in a sexual way not really in a sexual way more in a kind oi of like oi. <laughs> what? just in a nosy way oi oi cheeky what little the- wink he's having a little stare <laughs> 
he's he's kind of looking at their um penises. <laughs> penises. The lives of couples who are happy, and he's he he kind of like is spending his days look, just looking at people who are just happy together, whether that be on the street, whether that be a neighbor across or something. And he's kind of obsessed with the connection that people have. And the, yeah, the entire film is, is essentially the discussion on whether you can connect with someone straight away. If it was like, if it was always fate that you were meant to meet this person, if, if there is ever something set in stone for you to meet this person, if it's just complete random, is it luck? What is it, essentially? Um, and the film focuses on that red, essentially, like all about connections with people. Are they meant to be? It, do you have a soulmate? Is that such a thing? You know, all that kind of stuff. And um, it ends on a real, real, like, thinker. Uh, read and it's definitely my favorite I would say and that's his films uh, they're real cinema fan films they are beautifully made they are beautifully told Mandible. they are deep they are deep fucking stories and I honestly think they are really really unsung masterpieces these three films and it's kind of sad that he died two years later he died from uh, open heart surgery two years later um, but he did mm. say that Red would be his final film and then two years later he died um, they are they're really good they're amazing they're not going to be for everyone I get it they're slow paced it's the drama romance kind of stuff but this is real fucking top notch kind of artistic cinema let's put it that way but they are all fantastic films to watch and remind me the names again so it's all three colours blue white red, and red. white blue blue white and red is the order they go in but um you don't have to watch you can watch either one they don't really have a connection some have subtle easter eggs and stuff like that but not really real fucking good absolute fucking masterpieces i would say hmm. and that's what i watched huh. <laughs> i don't know time although i've just remembered i did finish my audiobook the final girl support group it was very good i enjoyed it a lot but hbo are also making it into a TV series um, with Charlize Theron, I believe. So I'm kind of interested for that. Right, that's everything. Pen, social, what's up? <laughs> it just feels like such a such a downer. Well, I didn't know what? if you have any questions know. on it. I don't know. No, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. I'm glad you enjoyed the Pen, what's the social? <laughs> You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unusual Suspects Pod and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny underscore Photo Pit. Uh, Dan talks a lot. Our choice is 21. Uh, film out Just of the hat next week is uh, Tusk. Oh, fucking. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it's not like uh, one of us watched it early. Oh, yeah. Dan's already sitting with it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sure, it's going to be an. You watched it so film. long ago, I forgot you'd already watched it early. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an excellent film. Tune in next week for some classic Dan. <laughs> did you leave? Did you leave us voice notes? Did I keep those? I can't remember. Yep, I'll, I'll yeah, happily did, yeah. play. Yeah. I'll yeah. happily play them live if you want to hear them. <laughs> yeah, he did because yeah. it caused an argument between oh, yeah. Dan and you and I. Yeah. Oh yeah, that argument. <laughs> <coughs> That's next week. Mm, uh, we're nearly film, at the it? sexy episode. We'll do something sexy for the sexy episode once we get there, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. This has been me talking about sad romantic films 
for a long time. I'm sorry Goodbye. I talked about a bad mystery film. Bye. I'm sorry I didn't talk at all. <laughs> Are you? Not that. Are you? No, not not that. Sorry. Exactly. Okay. Bye. <laughs>